3: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
4: This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by
5: phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them
4: in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs that comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We're broadcasting live from the Tab Computer Systems hermetically sealed studios here in lovely East Hartford, connected over the Internet to Farmington. And Joe is producing and uh, running the board back there and taking your calls. And it's a lot going on to work remotely. We've been doing it since, I don't know, was it April we started back up again? feels like April I don't know feels like it was a long time it ago was
1: either late March or April
4: yeah it's been doing it forever and uh you know getting through this thing and uh, so far so good <laughs> <laughs> you know hopefully it's working out for you too but we're gonna be here till 11 o'clock and get back to uh to help you out with your your medical uh, <laughs> give you a second opinion on your health advice at 11 o'clock dr Alessio'll be in with healthy rounds so stick around for that. Let's go right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us. We're going to go to Ed in Enfield first. What's going on, Ed?
2: Jess, I'm calling with a uh, printer ink problem. Uh-oh. I'm using a HP 6958 printer. Working yeah. well for me, and it uses a 902 black cartridge. And uh, when you went on of ink, HP wants you to buy a new 902 cartridge. Right. But trying to save a buck, I go to Costco and I have them refill it. Yep. Uh, so the other day, I get some kind of a message on my machine saying that HP is doing a, a firmware update, and hmm. uh, my printer stops printing. So I think I'm out of uh, out of ink. Bring my cartridge to co- Costco to get it refilled, uh, which they do. I bring it home, put it back in, and uh, it's still not working. And uh, they also gave me a card that says that the HP um, recently put in a firmware update, and it's going to stop allowing these refilled cartridges to work. Yep so i wonder going forward is there anything i can do other than buy a new cartridge
4: well you know it, it seems it does seem you know wrong uh, as far as what hp is doing here but they make more money on the ink than they do on the printers um, and the firmware is smart enough to detect that you're reusing a cartridge and they're going to say well we don't allow that in our printers if you want to if you want to swim in our our pool here you got to use our ink is what they're saying which to me, it's just un-American. It's, you should have choices um, and be able to use what you want. But uh, HP, obviously, is saying you can't. And a lot of printer companies do that. They make it very difficult to refill in cartridges. There's not really anything you can do. You can't, If you save the firmware um, from your old flavor of your printer be, before it was lobotomized and told it can no longer take refilled cartridges, you could technically put that old firmware back on. And it should still work. So then what you're going to have to do is never allow a firmware update of that printer. And that's that's fine. Um, but that's what they do. I mean, they decide, well, guess what? Today today you can refill it. Tomorrow you can't. And that's the thing across the board with anything that's connected, right, from even even Teslas, right? They do a firmware update where they say, hey, you never bought this uh, uh, ludicrous speed uh, version of the car. We're going to go ahead and take that away from you. And it's gone, just with an update.
2: I um, thought that'd be the answer. but I thought we'd just check with you guys to see.
4: Yeah, yeah, no. And I wish you the best. So if you can, if you can roll it back, try to roll it back. Otherwise, you're going to have to. You're you're stuck an HP.
2: Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm off to another buy a new cartridge now.
4: Yes, All right. sorry. thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye, bye. But
1: that's why. Well, I don't buy the inkjets because they're you use more and they're a lot more expensive than let's say toner. Right, But toner isn't cheap from HP also.
4: Right. You And again, you can try to find non-HP toner cartridges, but you can have similar issues there. Well... Generic, quote-unquote.
1: To me, the toner, to replace the cartridges in a color, it costs a lot more than just when you buy the whole printer.
4: I know, yeah. That's and then they, they
1: give you the starter cartridges, which don't last very long I know that's
4: almost a, that's that's a joke really the starter cartridges but it comes down to every anything with the firmware is controllable by the company so when you bought it it, it looked and operated like so and then when they do a firmware update and they basically when you click on the agreement that says you agree to the EULA that you can go ahead they can go ahead and do whatever they want to their system they literally can change the whole device into something completely different with just an update and then you get, and that's what we found, even with the Apple phones, right? They were throttling the phone when the battery was getting slow. So instead of telling the user, "Hey, user, you know, you got an issue here, uh, you know, with your battery," we're going to go ahead and slow your phone down to save you from this issue, user. But you, the user, don't realize why your your phone's performing so poorly. So what do you do? You run out and get a new phone. Um, it's just wrong. And it's, it's the more we get connected with these, these firmwares, the more you have something you thought you bought that worked a certain way that if you'd never updated it would continue to work that way. But, of course, with the bugs and the issues and the problems, you have to update it. And all along the way, these manufacturers can kind of do whatever they want to us. So, you know, if, if our government was listening, they might offer some ways of protecting consumers from this kind of thing.
1: I got an article on it here. BestPrice Inc. or BestPrice Inc.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, and it talks about this whole thing. And HP promised that they would uh, come up with another firmware update by October, which has passed. Yeah, that would undo. Oh, chains.
4: interesting. But they
1: didn't give them an exact date.
4: So, Ed, Ed, you might have a, a, a hope, but the problem is, by the time you come, cut back over to HP Inc., you don't know when you can go back to the refilled option. They're, they're going to try to get you hooked on the uh, on the HP ink.
1: So now we have uh, Google and uh, HP are the friendly strangers in the mm, black Sea. Yeah,
4: yeah. I'm not sure if that's for either. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Let's go to George in Terryville next. What's going on, George? George, you there?
6: Yes, I'm here. What's up, sir? Hey, um, I have a snet um, dot net email address. Oh, okay. Do, do you guys know anything that's going on with that? Because all of a sudden, uh, I use Outlook, and all of a sudden, Thursday afternoon, my emails stop coming.
4: Right, right. so who who are you going to call?
6: Yeah, who am I going to call? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Southern New England telephone.
4: Yeah, right, so SNET.
6: <laughs> but if I go to, to Yahoo, I, my email is there, I can, you know.
4: Okay, so they could have so they could have changed so i, I would caution you that being at s n e t dot net is not a good idea in the long run mm, at been any
6: twenty five years
4: I understand, but at any moment, George they mm-hmm. could decide that they're not going to offer that anymore, yeah, so what's probably occurred is if you go on if you go online to Yahoo, what they probably did was change the port that you're getting sending and receiving email on through your outlook client. So now you need to go look at the mail settings for that mailbox to see if there's new um, ports that you need to configure for that email box. That's probably what happened. So you you have to get kind of deep into the Outlook configuration of that email address. And Bob's looking it up right now to see if he can find anything.
1: Yeah, so it's going to be either port 25 or 587 or could be 465.
6: Okay, I have I have four sixty five um, on the SMTP.
4: Yep. Yep.
6: And so on nice. the PLP, I have port nine
4: ninety five. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I think that's for uh, encrypted. Uh, yeah,
6: that's yeah for secure connection.
1: Right.
4: Right. But is that the current right now? Is Is everything else set set up correctly there? I mean, where are we looking at, Bob? How I can barely see your screen. Is it an old? Is it current information? Well,
1: this is uh, more. Uh... Generic. I gotta
4: You may want to go to the Yahoo page itself. So Bob just did a quick look up. Um, you may want to be in your Yahoo your Yahoo account to see if there's any um, account settings. They could have easily changed that port.
1: That's a, I think that's the IMAP port.
6: But the the actual service is provided by AT and T now, isn't it?
4: It it is, yep. And you might need a secure key from them. A new mail key. They might have done something through the uh Open authentication, the Oath system. Yeah,
6: I I did read something about that.
1: I got it here. I got an article.
4: We already found an article link for you on this. So there's obviously some changes you have to make here just to reinterface this SNET mailbox with the new settings. So we'll put a link there for you. Where where do I get that? Computertalkwithtab.com. Oh, Is this the first time you've heard of the show? No, but I know you from a
6: long time ago.
4: Uh, Do you? yeah i had a company
6: you provided us with service and oh great but i but i've since retired and um
4: and you're loving life
6: loving life thank night all... thanks to COVID 19 i'm living it even better
4: oh well so we'll see it. so there's some positives with COVID. that's good it's a good attitude george um <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, we'll put the link up here for you as far as what to do with uh, setting up a a secure mail key that's required. But understand that your at SNET email could go away any time. I mean, AT&T is giving you this out of the kindness of their heart, right? You don't have an an Internet connection with them, do you? No. So they really have no allegiance to you. And you should ask yourself why they're doing it. Why would they give you an email box for free? Yeah, well... I, I don't know,
6: but I mean, even today you can get a mailbox for free from them. So.
4: Yeah, well, I wonder why they would do that. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these cloud services, they they do it because they may want, maybe they're interested in what George is emailing back and forth.
1: I'm <laughs> not reading your emails. No, no, they wouldn't do that. I don't know. I don't know why they
6: would give it to you for free. Because I'm always suspicious of that stuff.
4: You should be. So I would tell you to consider getting your own mailbox from a place like uh, Proton where you can get an encrypted email address, and it can be at whatever you'd like it to be as long as whatever you'd like to be is available. And it could be more customizable that way and secure. And, yes, you'll pay for it, but they won't be reading your email. Not that I can I can say that AT&T necessarily is reading your email, but I'm just wondering what the why would they do a free email box for George?
6: <laughs> well, what what if, what if I change to who I um, my present Internet provider?
4: Yep, you could do that. They offer it, quote-unquote, for free. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Who's your Internet provider?
6: Uh, Comcast.
4: Yeah, so you'd be at Comcast.net. At least that would be more real. They have a reason to help you, right, because right. you're, you're paying for their service, and then when your email has issues, at least you can talk to somebody. Rather, I mean, with AT&T, I don't know who you're going to talk to.
6: Is is there is there a way that uh, do they uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I mean, somebody if somebody sent me an email at my SNET.net address, would it right. automatically transfer to the Comcast
4: address? You can configure that on the uh, on the uh, Yahoo side. There, you could configure what's called a forwarder, and you only need it to happen for about thirty days. Yeah, because then you could also send you know an automatic response to. The person sending it saying, my new address is. Oh, okay. And that way you'll kill two birds. You'll It'll forward it to your Comcast, and then it'll tell people, hey, I'm over here at Comcast now. Yeah. And after about 30 days, you'll be all set, or however long you think it'll run. And that could run for years, who knows, or it could stop in 30 days, 60 days, yeah. who knows. Well,
6: 85% of my email is junk, so.
4: I hear you. So it says here <laughs> that
1: uh, if you have Comcast Xfinity, it'll give you up to seven email addresses.
4: Mm, so lots of boxes. Yeah.
6: Well, I only I only need one. Gotcha. My my wife has a Yahoo mail address. So.
4: Okay. Well,
1: that one may go away
4: too. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
4: Yep.
6: Well, maybe we should switch both of them to Comcast.
4: Yeah, that'd be that'd be my recommendation if you're going to be sticking with Comcast for a while.
6: Yeah. Well, they they seem all all I get is internet from them. Right. Right, but, you know, but it 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 is, it is good. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I have any problems because I'm I'm online all day with my with my uh, stock portfolio.
4: Wait a minute! In retirement, you're watching your stocks go up and down. That would be terrifying.
6: Well, actually, I you know I've uh, I've learned a lot, and uh, I do a fair amount of trading, mostly
4: options. Oh, jeez, you're way, you're above my head. You're are you trading in pork bellies?
6: no, 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 just- the equity option
4: okay, well, good luck don't don't bet the farm,
6: no, 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 I'm very conservative, <laughs> but I make a little money and nice that that's uh, that's what it's all about,
4: yeah, hopefully,
6: yeah, but I'm on all day, you know, from sure eight o'clock in the morning till four wow, so, and i'm I'm enjoying that but it's something that i've always i've always had a passion for the stock market and mm-hmm. Now I have the time to really devote, you know, to the research and, you know, stuff that I really like to do. So. All
4: right. Well, good luck to you, George. Nice. Thanks for uh, checking in with us, and good luck with your email box.
6: Thank you, uh, Eric. Good talking to you.
4: You too, sir. Take care. All right. Bye bye. You too. All right. I think we have to take a break. We've completely lost track of time. So uh, we'll take. We'll step out for a quick break. Get back to more your calls. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk, and let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to Ted in Hampstead next. What's going on, Ted? Ted, you there? Did hmm. you hear me? There we are. Yep. Okay. The bumper That's music's very- still running there, uh, Joe. Can you turn that down? So go ahead, Ted.
5: Yeah. Uh, my call is uh, related to uh, retrieving pictures from the Apple Cloud. Okay. Uh, to reduce the amount of storage that I have using up there, so I'm not having to pay a fee.
4: Yep. So you're looking to uh, how to do it?
5: I need to know how to do it, if there is a way.
4: There is. So your key is first you've got to download them.
5: And and how do I do that?
4: Well, there's some pretty straightforward instructions that we can put up there for you. Um, But generally, you're going to go ahead and log in from your computer... You're going know, to log into your your iCloud account from your computer, because you're going to download them to your computer, I assume. That's correct, yeah. Yep, and uh, you should be able to click on the Photos icon, find your photos, and uh, you should be able to. It, says, it talks about holding the Control key. You can go ahead and grab multiple photos. Um, if you want to download them all, you can just, pre- I guess, press Control-A, and uh, you'll see how many photos are selected and there should be a download button at the top of the screen. And the download button is basically a cloud with an arrow pointing down. Okay. And uh then you can download your
5: Now your I'm going pictures. to ask you a stupid question. How do I how do I get the address for the Apple Cloud? Uh
4: this is an easy one. www.icloud.com. And then you would log in as you. Okay and then you'll see your your stuff out there on the cloud and uh you should be able to click on like i said choose your files and download them and then you got to delete them off the iCloud okay and those two things should solve your issue i hope
5: and is there a, is there a uh uh control key to delete them or a uh,
4: uh how to delete them you probably are going to there's a trash button so in the same okay. in, the, in the same vein as far as you selecting them for download You'll then select them again and then send them to the trash. Okay. And you may have to still clear them from the trash because they do have a recently deleted um, area of uh, the iCloud, which might still count towards your storage. (laughs) 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 I wouldn't put it past Apple to charge you for stuff you tried to throw away. So Mm -hmm. you may have to go into the recently deleted and then clear that too. Okay. And, and then it's gone. And you can always configure your devices to not send your stuff up to the cloud if you're nervous about it. Um, but it is nice to have a little backup just in case you drop your phone or something into a puddle.
5: Uh, it is. I want to back up the the, the other information. They're backing up the applications, uh, but uh, I don't want to back up the pictures.
4: Gotcha. Yeah. So that's how you do it. I mean, log in, select them, download them, and then delete them.
5: That's why I called you. You guys are the best. Thank you very
4: much. <laughs> All right, thanks, Ted. Good luck.
5: Okay,
4: bye. All right, bye, bye. We're going to be here till eleven o'clock, so stick around, here, guys. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to uh, everything we've talked about has been posted live over at uh, Computertalkwithtab.com, and if you like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, uh, and go ahead and like us over there, we might get your uh, those links into your newsfeed if Zuckerberg deems them worthy. We'll be right back. Back. This is Computer Talk with Tab, and we're here till eleven o'clock. Do you have any kids going to college remotely? Have you ever noticed what they call online these days? I mean, I used to joke about the fact that you know, education would would say you know if a kid was proficient as a as a parent, you'd think that'd be good, but believe it or not, proficient is lower than goal in the uh, testing, right? So you get kind of bamboozled as far as whether or not your kid's doing well because they say it's proficient which we would know that to be a good thing. Proficient is a good thing, but it's below goal.
1: When when I was in school, proficient meant that you were better than average. Exactly. And now it means you're... You're below average. average. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so in the same vein, um, my sons are dating some um, lovely ladies and uh, their schools call online classes, the things you would think, simple, simple, uh, simply put, this class will be online due to the COVID issue. They're calling them things like E-engaged. So some of these kids don't even know whether or not their college classes will be all online or not. It's almost like the colleges are trying to kind of be a little nebulous, you know, we'll come on campus, maybe we'll do some online stuff, we'll be e-engaged. What the heck is e-engaged? Well, it's ridiculous. Well, we're going
1: to charge you the same price for online as we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're sitting in, on campus, in, in you're
4: West. stuck in your dorm, you can't go anywhere, and you're online anyways, and the parents are writing these checks, or whoever's writing the checks to the colleges. But when I just heard her tell a, tell the story about it being e-engaged, I'm like, what does that mean? Well, that means online. So, you know, it looks like it's just the same as it always was. It's proficient. Just send me your money. <laughs> we'll send you a diploma. Exactly. Uh, I just found it funny. I had to bring it up. I meant to bring it up on the show earlier. Let's go to your calls. We're going to go to Ken in West Hartford next. What's going on, Ken?
7: Hey, how are you guys doing?
4: Good, sir. How are you?
7: Good. Good. So, um... Quick question. I've got a um, Nightgear Nighthawk router, uh, mm-hmm. about two years old, and I'm having an issue with my laptop from across the room. If I do a speed test on it, I'm getting 2 to 250 MPS um, off of my uh, you know, Comcast service, mm-hmm. and that's great. But then mm-hmm. it just it slows down to 0, 1, 2, 3 megabytes per second. But if I bring it over and sit it right next to the router, yeah, it speeds right up again. What, and what?
4: what um what radio are you connecting to the 5 gigahertz radio or the 2.4 gigahertz radio on that nighthawk
7: so i did a um i did a firmware upgrade and it doesn't even give me an option anymore all it says is netgear and then connected so before i did the firmware upgrade it yeah. gave me the two choices it doesn't give me the choices anymore
4: it should give you the way to split those ssids out if you if you logged in even after the update but It could be one of the two radios is not working so well.
7: Okay, but when I'm sitting here with my Android phone and I do a speed test in the exact same spot, I get that consistent 200-plus MPS without a problem.
4: Oh, then it's not the Netgear. You've just proven it's not by doing that test. I don't
7: think it's a Netgear. It's definitely related to my laptop because I I disconnected all the other devices that talk to that router, and I just ran my laptop. Yeah, mm-hmm. when I try like my Kindle or my Android, it works just fine. Okay. Speed test. But the weird thing is, when I bring the laptop over to the over to the router, mm-hmm. then I get full speed ahead.
4: Well, yeah, you're just helping that whatever's happening with your wireless uh, network card on your laptop. You're helping it out by putting it closer. How old's yeah. laptops? Uh, how in general? How old's the laptop?
7: Um, so 2016. So about four years.
4: Okay, uh,
7: pretty. It's an HP Envy, pretty high powered, eight gigabyte of RAM, and yeah, you know, it's pretty loaded up.
4: So try this. Uh, we already we already are pretty confident that the Nighthawk is fine. Why don't you go out and buy a USB thumb draw a thumbstick wireless uh, card? It's not a card, but it's an adapter, a network adapter. Yep. So it's a USB uh, wireless adapter. You're going to plug into that Netgear, uh, not Netgear, the HP Envy. Yeah. And and yeah. use it as, it's, as the wireless connection and see if you get consistent performance there. Turn off the onboard one on the Envy and see if that solves your issue.
7: Yeah, that sounds like a great thing to try. How would I turn it off on the actual laptop?
4: You'd go into control panel and you can go ahead and yeah. turn off. Uh, there's also a function key on most laptops that turn off the wireless uh, by hitting the function key. I'm trying to look at mine right now. I don't see the function key. You would know that. Bob. Okay, just
7: turn off the wireless connection on my laptop. Yeah. And then the computer will be smart enough to go to that thumb drive um, device, Generally. whatever
4: it's going to do to connect to that Exactly. You'll plug in the thumb drive, and it'll try to connect. Go ahead, Bob.
1: HP may have an update out to fix that as well. Oh, to fix the issue? Yeah, I didn't catch your model on your Envy, but uh, good point. Yeah, there's a bunch of people here that have uh, had this issue, and then they, there's links to uh, download uh, the latest driver, which fixed it for them.
4: So there's that option, too. You updated your Nighthawk firmware. Maybe you can update the firmware on your NV hardware. Have you used the HP um, interface to do that? I have not. They have the – on most HPs, they have the HP support assistant. Yep. It's a little It's a little blue question mark in, uh, in your system tray. Yep. And you should be able to bring that up and see if you can do a – Check to see how many updates are required. Maybe do a bunch of updates on your hardware, and like Bob said, maybe that just improving your firmware on the network on the um, wireless interface on that laptop will solve your issue.
7: Yeah, two great ideas. So I'll start with the NV, and hopefully that'll work. If it doesn't, I'll try the uh, thumbstick. That shouldn't be more than uh, what, like 50 bucks or so.
4: Yeah, i will put it in the 35 range.
7: Okay, yeah, that's, uh, that's no no issue at all. So cool. I, I'll bet one of these two uh, to solve my problem.
4: So. Very good
7: appreciate it. Are you going to put the link up on your uh, site for the HP? or? Oh, no, I can find it myself through the, through the well, question mark. We
4: right? did actually put it up there for you.
7: Okay, awesome. Thanks, guys. Love your show. Great help. Very entertaining. And uh, take care. Have a good weekend.
4: Stay you too, safe. Ken. Thanks.
7: Okay, bye.
4: All right, bye-bye. Let's go on to uh, – oh, we got Roger in Middletown who wants to give some feedback on the uh, iMac issue. What's going on, Roger? Roger, are you there? Good morning. Morning, sir.
3: Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, Scott with the iMac, I had an iMac that's a little bit older than his and I had the the same issue in that it's extremely slow to load up when you first boot it up Mm -hmm. Um, but I had upgraded from the original Mavericks to Catalina Mm -hmm. and I didn't know if maybe he was running Catalina at this point and if, if there's just something about Catalina that is slow for whatever reason or if it was that because my memory because mine was an older machine, just couldn't handle Catalina. That I don't know, but just wanted to pass along that my system was using Catalina. I'm getting the same ten-minute startup.
4: Hmm. Apple users are pretty quiet about their troubles. It's nice to see you guys coming out and explaining you have issues too.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my other question, though, is um, I have Comcast, and they said my modem is outdated, mm-hmm. and so I'm looking at upgrading. And I was considering the Netgear CM600. Okay. Um, but I was also considering, you know the router as well. They're both about 10 years old, I believe. Oh, wow. um, I didn't know if you had any thoughts on either. And one of the questions there is if I'm getting, I think from Comcast, I'm supposed to be getting like 200. Okay. Don't you always say 50 is like a good number and, or um, am I misinterpreting that? And, for the router speed, what do I look for? Do they Should it be the same makers, be compatible, or it doesn't really matter there? I was thinking like an Archer A7 or something.
4: Yeah, it doesn't really matter as far as the router and modem, as far as whether they're the same manufacturer. But let's get first back to your bandwidth question. Yeah. How many folks are in your home? Uh, two. Okay. So if it's just, just two folks, I would say you could do well with 80, 85 megabits, 100 megabit speeds. You don't need 200 megabits of speed. So if you can get a discount by lowering your service from Comcast, you win.
3: I don't think they offer that, but because they upgraded it to 200 it was originally 100 but we'll yeah. see if, if there is um, a lower price that they
4: will offer. I suspect
3: okay. maybe not, but we'll
4: see. You, you could be right. And then we're going to put a link up there for you. Bob's already found it uh, as far as compatible hardware. It almost doesn't matter. So when I tell people about buying modems, you always want to go and check to see what the compatibility is for your service provider, and then go to the local store in your neighborhood if it's staples or what have you or Best Buy and most of them will have the compatible modems for your area in stock so 50 bucks later it doesn't really matter as long as it's a current modem you're gonna get the the performance you need it's kinda you know modems almost don't matter in this case you plug the new modem in now you're gonna get your 200 megabit speeds the bigger important thing here is your router Um, I'm a fan of Linksys um, I spent 300 bucks on my Linksys router. It might be more than most people spend, but being the geek in the house and I got my kids yelling at me when there's a performance issue, you got to spend a little more money, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but you run from the modem a Cat5 wire to locate your router somewhere in the center part of your house. And that way that way the router can sit there centrally and give a nice broadcast to the whole home and with the current modem and everything, you're going to get great performance out of that.
3: And that's fine. I actually run, um, a lot of the time, just a hard wire over to the computer. Oh, beautiful. Um, so one I thought is that it's a little bit more, more secure, maybe a little faster.
4: It will be faster. Yeah, you're getting a gigabit performance if you run a hard wire.
3: So, so that's, I guess, one of the questions is, you, you see these routers that say, oh, you know, one gigabit or something. But if I'm only getting 100 or 200 from Comcast, do I need to get a gigabit router or?
4: It will be by default. That's the slowest hardware device you should be even looking at.
3: Okay, so nothing down in the 5, 6, 7, under range.
4: Nope. No, bandwidth internally, having a good high uh, network availability, a nice good bandwidth within your home, means every time you connect something wirelessly, it's got a nice, big, fat, wide highway. Even though you have a 200 megabit pipe that you're really using for Internet, the, the router and the computer speak at a very high speed.
3: Okay, so look for a gigabit speed for the router. Yeah. But um, in the modem, not necessarily such a big deal.
4: Correct. Okay. Yeah, you only need if you you only need a, a modem that'll cover a, a couple hundred megabits um, in your case because you're only getting a couple hundred megabits. And I say only—that's still twice as much as you need. Right.
3: Um, okay. That, that's where I was getting confused was that that whole aspect. I'm thinking I don't need a gigabit, but but the router should be able to handle. Even though I'm running hardwire, it's still you want to have a high level router. <laughs>
4: Yeah, it's not even high. It's just it's the basic, right? The router being a gigabit is not the same as bandwidth from your internet provider. Okay. It's it's just a router saying I can operate at a good speed of gigabit speeds, and that's going to be a hardwired speed between internal devices. The internet, your Comcast connection, is a whole different issue, right? That's getting it over the copper wires that are outside your house back to the ISP. You're getting a 200 megabit pathway there, and you just want that to be, you know, a hundred, but your internal systems should be current, which would be gigabit speeds. Alright. Well,
3: that's good to know. Uh well thank you very much for, for answering those questions.
4: Yeah, good luck, Roger. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. It can get confusing. Um the internet companies are always trying to sell you more bandwidth than you need. And um making it making it seem as though more bandwidth really does improve anything the only thing the more bandwidth would improve so of course i'm a gamer as i've talked to you uh, mentioned on the show before bob you're not a gamer are you no Now he's got better things to do <laughs> but um some of these games require large downloads terabytes of downloads for these silly updates gigabytes of downloads and if you only have a couple hundred megabits that initial download will take longer it's just a fact of nature it is but is it worth spending a is it worth spending a premium to get a download on the occasional download that you need for a game versus most usage for internet is going to be streaming video, music, surfing the internet. So I can wait a little longer for the download to happen because I'm only running at about 150 megabits uh, versus spending gigablast speed um, so I can download that update quicker. It's not the end of the world to wait a little bit for that download. Um, Let's go to Jim in Meriden next. What's going on, Jim? Jimmy, there. Uh-oh, Jim, going once. Maybe we, have to take, maybe we should go take a break. Maybe. Oh, Jimmy, there. I heard something. Can you hear me? Hey, Jim, there you are. What's going on?
0: Hi. Hi, I have some questions. Uh, about two or three weeks ago, you were talking to somebody about YouTube television. Yes, sir. And uh, I cut the tail end of it, and uh, you were talking about – because I just got rid of my cable company. I'm fed up with them. Yeah. The prices and everything. But you were talking about a box that costs like $20, something like that, and then whatever YouTube costs per month, I guess. And I was just curious.
4: Well, the box is going to be more expensive than that. The box that I recommended is called the NVIDIA Shield. And that's going to cost you a couple hundred dollars.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
4: right. But that's okay. I mean, if you want a good um, connection to your network, that's a good device right. to use. But you can get Roku devices. You can even get little um, Google uh, Chromecast devices. Um, okay. And uh, those don't have to be expensive. Those can be as, as cheap as 35 40 bucks.
0: Okay, you. I guess that's why you were talking about Roku or something like that. Yeah,
4: know? Apple Fire Sticks, they're out there too, Apple, um, Amazon Fire Sticks. So there's all sorts of devices out there that can offer you streaming.
0: Oh, okay. All right, now I was just curious. i just go to my uh big block place and uh, they'll take care of me over there? Maybe.
4: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't
0: know where else to go. <laughs>
4: that's where you'd go, or you can go online, do some research, and uh. Oh, okay. get right. it that way.
0: All I have is a cell phone right now,
4: so. Yeah. Ah. It's You're probably better that's, off. That's, that's what I was just curious. That's all. Okay.
0: All right. I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
4: You're welcome, Jim. Good luck. All right. Bye-bye. So I guess we're going to step out now for a break, or Joe's probably screaming back there in Farmington. I think we're going to step out for a quick break, get back to your calls. Alan, Gary, hang on. We'll be right back. <laughs> And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to get uh, right to your calls. You were nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning, and of course, coming up at eleven, Doctor Dr. Lessie will be in with Healthy Rounds. Let's go to Gary in South Windsor first. What's going on, Gary? Gary, you there? Morning, Gary. You there?
7: Definition Television soon, and my question is concerning how to get the best performance out of that with streaming programs. So we're streaming successfully right now to our television using a roku device Uh, but if i buy an ultra high definition television uh, would i be better off running a network cable between my router and the new television or and get better performance with netflix for instance streaming netflix or or is there you know is it worth the expense of running a cable or just using wi-fi
4: Great question. Um, I think it's going to benefit you to run the cable. Um, you have a, it depends on how good the TV is also, the processing power of that TV. You can tell the difference between a good quality television and one that is that meets the specs but actually can't process the actual video. Um, so if you can if you can get a hard wire to that TV, you'll do better. Now a smart TV has the built-in software, but it has to constantly be updated and constantly go through its its rigmaroles to give you the streaming technology. And if you don't mind that, that's fine. Um, I like to cut that out and just have a separate device act as my my streaming device, so that I uh, I can just eliminate the TV itself from doing any of that work. Does that make sense?
7: Well, what? What device do you use to eliminate the
4: TV doing that work? Uh, check out the NVIDIA Shield. We put, we'll put, we put a link up there again. and That's pretty okay. much the highest level of, of streaming device out there. But we're running up against a hard break here, Gary, because I went too long in the last segment. But we'll put that link up there for you. Take a look at that device. It'll really separate uh, performance for you, okay? Okay, and run
7: a cable.
4: And run a cable, definitely.
7: Okay.
4: All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. I appreciate th- it. You're welcome. I want to thank everybody for joining on this Saturday morning. Stick around. Dr. Lessie's up next. Everything we've talked about has been posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com. I want to thank Mike G. for doing that for us, and thank Joe back in the studio in Farmington for producing. See you next week.